Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Table Manners, a very special edition. Mum, what are we going to call these bonus episodes, these revisited episodes? Rehashed. Rehashed. Isn't that what you do with the beans, those Mexican things? Refried, that's refried. Refried, maybe we'll call it refried. I don't know if that's good. That kind of looks like we killed the episode the first time round, I don't know. Well, let's call it seconds, we're giving you a chance to taste it again. Second helpings. Second helpings were another taste. I think we've got it. By Jove, we've got it. Welcome to Table Manners, Second Helpings. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here on Zoom with my mum. How are you, mum? As you know, you can't see me, darling. Do you want to tell the listener why? The veneer came off last night eating the crust of a pizza with your children. You, you're making my children sound like they were complicit it's, in they, they were. the they don't veneer eat coming the, off. They don't eat the crust, so I did. No, that's just you being a greedy cow, Mum. That's exactly right. You know, people that listen to this podcast know about Lenny's veneers and how scared she is about them. And it took a soggy crust to rip that veneer off. Actually, it wasn't that soggy. It was the most delicious crust I've ever tasted well, from your was local it worth it? pizza place. No, it was not. <laughs> anyway, so I can't see you, but we shall reminisce about some of our past guests. We are going into our 16th series and some of you may have just joined us. A lot of you joined us during lockdown and we have plenty of amazing guests that we had way back when, but maybe you aren't scrolling that far back. You know, this is five years of episodes. So we thought we'd give you a refried, rehashed reintroduction to some of the early episodes. And What better way to start than right at the beginning, our first ever episode, which was in, oh my God, 2017, November. Oh my God, nearly six years ago. Who'd have thought I'd be sitting here six years on? Oh God, that's quite bleak. I'm glad I'm still here, darling. What, like professionally or kind of... Oh, physically. Physically. Okay, right. We are starting from the top. It's Sam Smith. They came on to talk about an album, but really they did me a favour. And I think from what I remember, mum made her fabulous turkey meatballs, which then went on to go into the cookbook. They'd just done Saturday Night Live. Since then, Sam has gone on to have a brilliantly filthy song called Unholy, which we all love, is on tour at the moment, is just quite fabulous. Also, we need to say, you know, this was 
six years ago. We've learned from our mistakes. We no longer call the Last Supper a death row meal. However, it is called a death row meal in there. So before you eat, go and email me telling us that we are awful human beings. We know, and that's why we changed it about one year in. However, apologies, it's called the death row meal in this. And mum is getting a Deliveroo. Why are you getting a Deliveroo at nine in the morning? That's what I want to know, mum. Because I've got no milk for my coffee. Oh, fair enough. Without further ado, um, and less of Lenny's uh, milk dramas and teeth dramas, actually altogether calcium dramas. I feel calcified, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is Sam Smith, our very first Table Manners episode. Enjoy. Coffee, please. Oh, hold on. I know I'm going to be boring. Today. I know about this. I made a bet with Max. Who's Max? Max Gerens. I know who Max is, but everyone else does. I, I um, made a bet with him that I, I basically said I didn't want to drink for Christmas Eve, and he said I couldn't do it, and I was like, I'm going to show you. And why if, don't you want to drink? If I make it to Christmas Eve, he has to get a tattoo of my choice, and he's never had a tattoo before. And isn't it going to be on his bottom? On his lower back. And what are you going to put down? Dick Whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that amazing? I won't make him do it. I'm gonna, but you I'm, won't? He, he thinks I'm going to make him get Dick Whisperer. How are you finding not drinking? It's interesting. It's cleared my head massively. No, but the so last week boring. has been super stressful and I really just want... You just want a bloody drink. Yeah, I just want wine. I but know. it's fine. It's fine. That's why I'm... Smoking. Yeah. Well, hold on a minute. I'm gonna get um. I'm gonna get you coffee. Do you just want black coffee or do you uh, want um? Black. I've got almond milk. Black if you want. Great. Okay, fine. Thank you. Um, right. I'm heating up the food, babe. It's like so. I thought that you were being really healthy. That's what Max said. Your manager. <laughs> he was like, Sam's on a healthy tip. So I was like, yeah, fine. I so would... we've done something relatively healthy. Babe. I mean, Mum got you courgette. She didn't even. She um, didn't know what cauliflower rice was. Oh but we've God. got it. But we've actually just got white rice, which is Perfect. far more delicious. I, want, I prefer rice. <laughs> I prefer rice. I wanted to save myself for this. Okay, fine. But it's still. It's not going to like make you hate yourself after. No, God, no, jeez. Um, I've been eating so badly in New York. Did you go to Carbone? What's that? Oh my God, it's the best Italian ever. They do I, this vodka pasta, oh which my is God. insane. I went to San Ambrosia. This, have you been there? No, oh, what it's is incredible. It? It's Italian as well. They do good Italian in New York. They really do. So you were there because you were doing um, SNL? Yeah. It was stressful, I'm not going to lie. Was it? Why? <laughs> it, I Why'd don't you know. say Mum? It's his first thing back from being like the biggest yeah, pop star like, in the world. But it's like... Do you know what it is? It's like in that moment, I mean, obviously you feel like you're in a team, you know this, Jesse, but you yeah. feel you you have a team around you. But in that moment, it's it's, it's all on you. It's all on you. And it's live. And it was it was I nearly puked in the dress run whilst oh, I was singing. Because I was starting to feel a bit sick as well. It was horrible. But then I I got my I just had a bit of um Coca-Cola. Chilled my um, stomach out. It was out. really that bad? Yeah. And then I, but I got through it, which was great. Babe, because I, I always just think of you as brilliant at live. Well, you're br the most capable singer I know, but like you are brilliant at singing live. And I, 
I had to get a hypnotherapist for my Jules Holland performance. No, I'm. Really, I didn't I'm, think I that like, you got that scared. No, I'm getting more and more scared. Oh, it's shit. really intense. Why? I don't know. But you're fabulous. Why would you be scared? I don't scared? know, but in the moment, I don't... I, you've, I forget to sing, how to sing. You forget everything. It's, it's, it's the live TVs that are so intense. And it's like... I think the thing that people forget is your voice. Like, as soon as you're nervous, yeah. dry throat, clamps up, can't do yeah. it. It's not like playing a trumpet and you yeah. can just, like, play it. So true. There's no room for human error, is there, really? No. And it's... It's sad because you think back at the, all the music that I'm inspired by, and I know that you are too, is imperfect, you know. Those, all those old soul records, you know, those... Look at Etta James performing live and all that stuff. She was messing up all the time, yeah. but it was part of it, and it was part of the... But because of autotune and because of all of that, I feel like everyone just wants you to be on the money yeah. every time. And, it's and I think talent shows too. Yeah. Because I know that I talk about when yeah. they go a bit flat. But then I listened to, like, yeah. I saw the Whitney documentary recently. Oh, my God, me too. Cried. The BBC one. Uh, the, the Nick Broomfield one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she goes really flat. Yeah. And I don't care. Yeah, completely. You don't care. No, because it's feeling. Yeah. It's feeling. It's, no, it's, it's, it was, it was great. New York's amazing. Well, I mean. Exciting. It's, it's SNL. I've never done it. It, it's like the biggest TV show to do. Yeah. Because you what? You do how many songs of your own? You do two, but then you, you rehearse on the Thursday and the Saturday you come in and you do two more rehearsals. So it's like this big performance that is built up. And you have to do... Do you have to do, like, comedy skits? No, skits? no, I didn't do that. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. But you're funny. We can swear, right? Babe, okay, it's good. my podcast. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So to bring it back to the reason we're here... Firstly, thank you so much for doing this. Babe, are you joking? Any excuse to see you. Any excuse to see and you. And any excuse to eat with you. Yes. We've had good meals together. So many good meals. So we love food. Meals. I love food more than my family. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing it in the world. It is. It's the only thing that actually gets me through my every day. So can I ask you, because I guess for me, just to explain, like we d I decided to do this podcast because obviously you know my mum's a really good cook. She's gonna be, she always does this face where she goes, oh, no. she's great and food's been always important to our mm. family. Like with you growing up, were you a foodie family? Massively. My dad, my dad couldn't cook, so my dad was a house husband. Mm -hmm. Well, he could cook, it's really bad for me to say that, but he just used, every time he'd follow a recipe, he just would pour water in it. I remember him cooking this amazing curry once and he followed the recipe and it was this Jamie Oliver recipe, it was incredible. And then he just put the whole entire pot under the tap. I don't know why he did it, it's really it, weird. It, maybe he thought it wasn't enough sauce. Yeah, maybe, but he just, he never trusted the recipe. So dad would always ruin the meals at the last minute. But food-wise, as a kid, it was my mum. My mum's cooking was outrageous. But we also, as a kid, I was very lucky, I went out to eat a lot, which was great. But you grew up in near Cambridge. Yeah, near Cambridge countryside. So there were some beautiful places to go to. Um, but yeah, food. Do know? I have, I've always had a weird relationship with food, though. It's something that I love so much. Mm. Like my sisters were never that fussed by no, it. No. I know. I, I live to yeah. eat rather than Me too. eat to live. Me yeah, too. It's not a problem. I think it's a gift. <laughs> <laughs> I really do believe it's a gift yeah. because I don't, I watch, I used to watch my sisters and being forced to finish their plates every day. And I, don't I don't understand, understand. that. I don't understand it's that. Mad. I'm already thinking about my second plate Me when too. I'm on my, when I've just got my serving. I'm thinking about my, my like, I'll Next be thinking day. about breakfast yeah. on the way home yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's mad. But so your mum was a really good cook. Mum's unbelievable. She's got even, like, she's got better now. 
but she was incredible. But it would because she worked in the city. She, it'd be once a week, which made it more of an event, I guess. So what would it be like? Weekends with the family? weekends, like yeah. roasts. Roasts. Um, she's amazing at all different types of Thai food, but she she just loves following recipes. So she'll just go in. So on they're both quite strict. They they do follow a recipe. Yeah, yeah, massively. And Dad tries to. Oh bless but he, him! He used to just cook a lot of jacket potatoes and cheese and beans, which is still my favourite thing in the world. Me too. Loads of cheese and beans. Well, I like so Sam, my husband, who you know, likes to have cold baked beans. Oh. Don't I? Oh. I didn't understand it until I had it. So we love no. ja- jacket potato night. Is one of my favourite nights where you have it. And you have all the different toppings, so you do um, tuna mayonnaise, tuna, yeah, coleslaw, coleslaw, um, nice salad. Uh, I like to do grated carrot with some cheddar, just because you Ooh. feel a bit less guilty. And then he has cold beans. That's strange. I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. I does, it, does it taste good? I just don't understand why you have cold <laughs> beans. But Me like, either. I don't know if it's his way of trying to be salt of the earth and like brings him back to camping in the Lake District. I don't fucking know, but oh you had a stove God. there too, babe. But anyway, I have to have cold beans. But I do love a jacket potato. Oh, right? unbelievable. Unbelievable. Do you cook? I try to, but for me, cooking in my family, actually, my mum's side of the family is a huge thing that I, I link it with getting older. Like, I can't wait to get like 60, 70 and just like cook. It's like my retirement plan. <laughs> would, you, would you open a restaurant? No, just like family cooking. I just think it's something that I just want to do when I have more time. And I really do it every night. But so like, do you ever cook at home? Kind, I do actually, yeah. I cook, but mainly really basic stuff. Like, like what? Roasted butternut squash with feta and all that stuff. Okay. And then oh, I go to, good. I go to like the butchers and stuff and get amazing meats and stuff like that. But it's I the, always ruin the amazing meats that I get from the butchers because I always kind of am impatient yeah. and I just turn the heat up really quickly. You should really tell quickly. them how to, I ask them, I'm like, how do you cook it? And they'll tell me, it's incredible. But you, yeah, I mean, I remember you came over here. I loved it. You got trained by my husband, um, personal training. And then to celebrate your training, you brought over cakes for me and you Healthy to eat. Healthy cakes. Healthy cakes. They were heaven sent. I had one sent. today. Ridiculous. Can you just explain what they are? Because They're called aphrodisiac cakes and it's like this wow. gooey chocolate tart thing. But it's all made with c- cacao raw, and raw it? and um, like coconut butter and stuff like that. It's great. Will you tell Sam what's on the menu tonight? I did turkey meatballs. Mm. Well, that, that, no, that, that is not exciting, Sam, but it was because we were trying like to do it lean. Yeah. I like yeah. turkey. Yeah, turkey. Turkey. Fine, but actually, okay, they're, fine. they're really very light, and they're almost as good as the Greek ones that we, you, the Sisulakia, you know, the mm. ones that are very, very light. So they, and you make them, and you put parmesan inside. So they do taste nice. I hope. Beautiful. So, so we did get cooking. some. We did get you cauliflower rice and courgette, but I'm Let's taking. Let's just go rice. Okay, fine. Thank you. I thought Mexico was in Europe <laughs> until last year. I got in a, I got a plane with my manager, and um, he said, and I didn't have any hand luggage. And he was like, Why have you not got any hand luggage? And I was like, I, It's just like a two-hour plane journey to Mexico. And he was like, No, Sam. <laughs> Where do you think Mexico is? And I thought Mexico was like near Germany. Because if you look, if you look at pictures, it looks very Spanish. Not that Spain is near Germany, but it looks very Spanish and everyone yeah. speaks Spanish and I just didn't realise it was so far away. So... <laughs> had you packed correctly? Nope. <laughs> Why are you in Mexico on a holiday? No, just gigs. 
got a shock of my life. It's a 12-hour 12, 12 plane journey. Very different to Spain and Germany. Can I whip cream with a hand blender? I'm not fucking whipping it for like I've got one of those bloody things, I just can't find them. <laughs> Hold on, Mum. Mum, we need whipped cream. This is gonna be an issue. Have you got a whisk? I don't mind having non-whipped no, cream. I mind. I How mind. do you whip cream? Have you got ice cream as well? So this is an absolute mess, Mum. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I found a whisk. Okay, well that could take 20 minutes. Oh, hold on, no. <laughs> that could whisk. take 20 minutes. Oh my god, look at that whisk. Should I just try and do it for a bit? Yeah. I mean, how long is it going to take? A little while, darling. Think of those arm muscles, babe. No, haven't been able to work out for ages. <laughs> I've just had one Pete Sampras, like, bloody bicep. <laughs> it's, oh no, Mum, it's already whipping. Good. Whip, oh my god, I'm incredible. Whip it good. Into Whip shape. It real. Oh, it's not too have late. I just, I've, I've overdone it. How can how I even do, do that? Oh my god, that's whipped so quickly. No, what the fuck? We froze our guinea pigs by accident when we were kids. What? How did you freeze We left them in the garage and they froze. Oh, <gasps> shit. I know, but we thought well, the, we they, thought the garage was hard. warm. Yeah. <gasps> and we put like padding and everything there, but the, they died. Oh my God. We had a nightmare as kids with pets. We had like, the, all our hamsters got eaten by oh, the yeah. cat. Oh yeah, the gerbil, yeah. Oh. Jar Jar Binks was my first hamster, just got mutilated. Oh, sorry, can you please, just because, Oh God. No, it's just because I feel like not enough people know how, well, I mean, a lot of people know you're funny, but like, I've never, no, it's going to be really embarrassing for you, but I don't care. Do your impersonation that I love you to do. Colin. Yeah. It's going to sound weird with a cold. No, it's going to sound amazing. You stupid fat hobbit. It's good, isn't it? You ruined it. My process. Is it good? So good. Very good. My process. <laughs> now you've got the roll. Throw the buttons. It's so good. I'm not going to tell. We had the best Glastonbury of our lives. Me just basically making him repeat that till six o'clock in the morning. That's my memory of you, babe. You know, I'm, I'm never, I have to tell you. Pissing this. in a bush together. Oh my gosh. Do you remember that? When you were pissed, you were squatting in the bush at Glastonbury. Babe, I was you were dead. pissing right by me. Oh dad. my god. But the, my favourite. Your daughter. I don't know if you know this, but the first time I ever met Jesse. I was working in a bar in London and I took two days off of work to go to Bestival to perform with Is Disclosure for the first time. Oh god, time. I've done the wrong story then. No. Is that we met at Bestival? First time we ever met and I, and I was on the side of the stage and I'd taken a day off work and I was shitting myself because I'd never performed in front of anyone before and I had to sing Latch and sing with like Disclosure and I wasn't familiar with dance music. I remember watching YouTube videos of you performing in Ibiza with Annie Mac before I'd even met you, just trying to gauge like how I would perform. Oh, shut up. And I, and I stood side of stage in the best of all, in the big top ten, and I watched Jessie you Idol. do your set. And then I, my, my first memory of Jessie is she met me before and she was like, how are you? And so you were very you sweet. No, no, before I went on, in best of all, we I met outside. We met on the side of the stage. Shit. No, that was I'm a after. terrible friend. Okay, go on. And then I was performing Latch and my something was wrong with my in-ears and I panicked because I'd never performed with in-ears before and I turned to my right and you were on the side of the stage and you ran round the back of the stage to the sound desk and you were helping me with my sound. What and we'd only just met and you literally saved me. The people's princess, they call me. You're just such a beautiful person. Oh, babe, no, that, I, I was saying that my intro, well, I got the wrong bloody day. I thought we met that at um, after, yeah. Plan B. Plan B when the, uh, the, oh, okay. But I just remember it was basically 
how our romance started that we would dance and vogue on the side of the oh stage to disclose yes. we knew the set off by heart. Yeah. Be like, something is oh boiling. My God, yeah, and then it'd be like bit into when a fire starts to burn. Vogue. Yeah. And it just it was so much fun. It was so back then it was there was an excitement, wasn't there? And there was there an innocence about yeah, it. Yeah. Really was. There was a real scene and it was just and none of us knew what we were doing. Oh wow. You don't have to have all of it. Um yes I do. Okay, okay good. Um Oh thank you. Okay, sorry, it's a bit too much. Mum, mum, announce, please announce what we're eating. Okay, so there's meringues mm. with cream. Over and another to... set batch of over Did you make the meringue? No, I didn't. Oh my. No, God, but they're not, they're, not, they're not shot they're my, my friend Anne's Sweeney makes the best meringues. So you basically made them? Yeah. John Berry's? Yeah, okay. that's enough then. Okay. Oh, yeah. I never, I'm never mad about summer fruits. Oh, I do. I, quite I don't like really them. like fruit. I like them with, I like them with <laughs> yogurt. With that, that leads me to my next question. What is your comfort food? What's your go-to comfort food? Crunchy peanut butter with jam on a cinnamon bagel with loads of butter, toasted, with a glass of milk. Oh, sweet. Oh, That's a nice sweet. one. Yeah. And why, why is that? Does it take you back to your childhood? Yeah, my grandma used to, my grandma was the reason why I got fat. She used to feed me up. My mum and dad would be like, you need to stop eating when I was like 13 because I was getting huge. <laughs> and grandma would be like, he's young, he's growing, let him eat. And they, she just, my parents were really strict, so they were like, he can't eat bad food. And I have a very fond memory of my grandma waking me up at three in the morning um, <laughs> in my summer holidays and taking me downstairs and just sitting with me on the kitchen bench, just feeding me peanut butter and jam. <laughs> On a spoon. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, she was amazing. Which grandma was it? Your mum's mum? It's my mum's mum, yeah. She was incredible. Incredible. Did she put, when did she pass away? When I was 19. She got really sick um, and we thought she was going to die and we all said her goodbyes and then she had another year. Oh, just good. Yeah, and she was amazing. She was smoking weed to the very end. Because <laughs> she was in so much pain, they just gave her weed. Oh, so she was just high, basically, <laughs> for the last year of her life. That's she had a fabulous time. She had a fabulous time. Was she, a, was she a good cook? Uh, no. So she was just kind of the naughty influence, the bad yeah, influence? Yeah, just a lot of grilled cheese sandwiches and stuff. But she, she was such a... Oh God, there's nothing better than having that grandma that mm. it just gives you all the things you shouldn't have. And it's, it's just amazing. It's like oh, Gaga, my mum's grandma. My mum's mum. I mean, hers was mostly predominantly like gefilte fish. Which I don't know, I had a really big thing for it. was like fried fish. Balls. It's mixed fish and you put it in balls and you. It's a wow. Jewish thing. It's fish balls, really. It, it, Ooh, some people, yeah, some people would like <laughs> really it. Delicious. But it was good. What's your favourite thing to cook? I like doing Friday night dinner. So I like doing chicken soup with matzo balls, chopped I've liver. Never had that, you know. oh, you see, I, t I think everyone should have that. I know, sorry, we should have done it. <laughs> No, um, I've never had it. Friday night dinner we'll is great. We'll come round to mum's for a Friday night dinner. Mm. Yeah, and we have we have lots of people. It's always fun. Oh, so nice. I like chicken, chopped liver. Have you ever had that in? No. Not in New York. So it sounds no. horrible, but it's chicken have livers you never and been you to make Katz's it with that. When you've been in New York. Never been. Never been. But I know where it is and I know the history of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, chicken soup with matzo balls, which are very light. They're just. Like a dumpling, they're delicious, and then roast chicken often. You're smashing it. Yeah, smashing it with other people's <laughs> Yeah, but it's um, clever, resourceful. resourceful. Yeah. Mm. Otto Lenghi's meringues, have you ever seen them? 
Yeah, they'll do like pistachio yeah. ones or I love carrot cake. Do you? Really? Yeah. yeah, I'm obsessed with That's your go to cake. Yeah, isn't it weird? Why? Carrot cake and Horlicks. I love Horlicks! Oh. oh my god, I haven't had a Horlicks for about 20 oh. years. In Whitley Bay, like near Newcastle, they do this Horlicks by the seaside, which is just the best. <laughs> Why do you go there? That's where my mum's family come from. But Whitley Bay is beautiful, I but know, it's it's nice. it's a, it, recently it's really run down. But I think they're putting more money into it, and because it's, it's such a beautiful seaside town. So what you'd go there for family holidays? Yeah, all the time, like four or five times a year. And you'd have a Horlicks on the beach. Yeah, there's this old um, cafe called Rendezvous, and they haven't changed a thing for like fifty years. And name. it's oh, it's beautiful, and they have this amazing Horlicks that they give you in the. But how do they do it differently, or is it literally just hor- like? It's they ju- it's more creamy and, and okay. milky and. Is hot bovril just a, a, a northern thing, or is it a London I think thing? I'll never try that. You get it at football. You get it at football, but I don't know if they do it at football in London. Do they do it at football in London? I don't think they do. You know. No, I think it's. They're more pucker pies here. Yeah, yeah pucker pies. What's pucker pies? It's just like pies. Crappy pies that are quite nice. Do you like football? Yeah. I used to adore it, oh. and I feel like I've neglected it since I've been a singer. I can't kind of have my attention on both things. I can't stand it. My dad Why? used to force me to go since I was like five. Well, who I does he support? I used to eat the pies and just look at the boys. <laughs> and just, just pray I didn't get punched in the face because oh. everyone was so aggressive around me. What, who does he support? Fulham. Oh, they're not, they're not even that bad. It's aggressive for me. <laughs> Everyone gets when I used to dread when they'd score because everyone would just go fucking mental and it would scare the shit out of me. I'm just sitting there with my pie, just trying to have a chill time. (laughs) Was the Michael Jackson statue there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they've taken it away. I know, I know. Because it's obscene. It was was pretty hideous. (laughs) But it's a beautiful ground. It's the best ground, and if you're a bit fed up and you go out for a hamburger, Mm. you can see all the river. It's yeah, quite it's pretty, pretty beautiful. Yeah, all my family work on the uh, vegetable stores in on North End Road. Oh, do they? Yeah, market traders. They're proper Cockney. Um, Is this on your dad's side? Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. They all still work there now. How did your mum and dad meet? They met in a pub in um, like Turnham Green. So then, how did they end up out in Cambridge? Well, my mum was working in the city. Mm. Uh, my dad was working with mentally handicapped people. They, I don't know actually, I think they just wanted to move into the countryside. But then, and they moved to a place called Linton. And then um, I was born, but I was a mistake. Really? Well, not a mistake. Why? Is that the wrong word? Right. <laughs> I was, I was, I wasn't meant to be in terms of her being pregnant. But um, yeah, I'm the oldest. But then I think when I was born, it changed everything. And then three years later, my sister Lily was born and then they got a bigger house in the countryside and really set up there and then they broke up and now they both mum lives back in London and dad still lives there no but it's like I always dread saying it because I think people think oh no that's really bad but it's they're they're best friends that's really lovely that's really rare when they were splitting up I remember being 18 and just being like I won't accept, I won't allow this to happen if, if, if this is going to be a nasty thing. Like, you can, we can do this and you can break up and still be friends. And they're still really good friends. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We were talking before, but like you were saying something about your music mm. and how you decided on the songs yeah. on this record. How did you do it? Mills Like This were a huge part of the making of this record because I'd go to the studio and for the whole year, my aim was just to be there for my family. For three years, it was about me all the time. And I just wanted to be there for them and for it to be about their issues or what they were going through. So... That's what I did in the whole year and a half I was off. I'd be in the studio during the day, finish at five, six, and just go and spend time with my family every night. But that's how I shared the music with them as well. Like, we'd sit and have amazing meals, and my mum's all drink some wine. Mm. And then I'd, when after a bit of wine, I felt a bit confident mm. to, be, to be able to play a few tunes. And then I'd play the tunes, and they'd give me their honest opinion. And you'd see in their faces if it moved them or not. Does anybody else sing in your family? My mum could hold a tune. And my sister Mabel couldn't sing. But no, not professionally or anything. So how did it happen that you became so kind of crazy about singing? When did you realise you got a voice? It's got the most amazing voice. Well, I know, but when did you realise that? Was it the voice? Do you know what? It's so weird for me because I didn't... Singing wasn't even something that I was just like, I love this so much. It was more like... I remember just singing at eight... Being like eight years old and I'd sing along to to all my mum's songs in the car. Because it was a 20-minute drive from our house into town. Because we lived in quite a remote countryside. So what would she be playing? Aretha. Whitney. Yeah. Snap. Stevie. Exactly the same Shaka as Mum. Khan. Yeah. And I used to just belt away. And um, it was my dad who, he said, would you be up for, for doing singing lessons? And I was like, yeah, sure. I, I think I remember just being young and wanting to be good at something. Because I wasn't very good in school or anything else. And I was like, yeah, of course. And Dad, really, I don't know why he did this. And, and I do think it's the main reason why I sing how I sing now. Is he went to a local jazz singer who wasn't even a teacher. So clever. And he was like, would you teach my son how to sing? And she was like, I don't teach, but yeah, let's have a lesson. And she how just... How did he know her? He just heard her voice in like local jazz bars. Oh my God, that's so clever. Yeah, and then my dad, and then she was like, just bring, bring the music you want to sing and we'll sing it. And I remember being like 10, bringing Amy Winehouse, You Sent Me Flying. Which is probably not appropriate for a 10-year-old to sing. But I remember bringing the the musical score and playing it, and she'd play the piano and I'd just sing. And that that was my singing lessons for like four or five years, was just singing songs that I wanted to sing with her. I wished I'd done singing lessons like that. I did classical. I, I got into classical after which is equally as important. It's important, but like, I, and I just wanted to do the jazz musical numbers, so like, but... But, but the so classical gives you that support. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But you've got it too, you're all right. But that's from the class, from my musical theatre training, that's how I got the stomach support that you need. Did you want to be a musical theatre star? 
Or did you want to be a pop star? I had a really weird period when I was 14, 15. I was so... I had my first manager when I was 11. Bloody hell. So How did you find that? It's a guy that wanted to help me out locally. He was managing the Well, then your teacher. voice must have been pretty remarkable at that age. So that, that was like, before your voice broke. Even. Yeah. I remember sitting with my mum crying one time because I was like, I need to decide right now what I want to do. Oh, and how old are you? <laughs> because I need, I was like, I need to do 14, 15. I was like, I need to decide what, what I want to do career-wise because I need to start work now. That's what I remember. And she I and I used to that. sit and cry because I was like, I don't know what to choose. Do I attempt to be in musical theatre or do I try and be a pop singer? Mm. And then and what did she say? My mum actually said, you should... She said, I feel like musical theatre would be harder for you because it's... Why? Just because she said, because of the, how many people are in it. And I don't know, she said it would be harder, but she also said she thought I should do musical theatre just because I was... 14 years old and I was gay and I was living in a village mm. with no gay people and I was live, went to school and there was no gay people in my school. And I think my mum just wanted me to be around gay people yeah. or just people of, of an artistic mm. mindset mm. like me. So she wanted me to go to drama school. Did, but at the but same time she was just like, do whatever you feel. Did you get a place at drama school? No, I never auditioned. Because your best friend went to art set, didn't she? Yeah, and I, I went to Sylvia Plath Saturday School and oh. I went... Four times. Sylvia Plath or Sylvia Young? Sylvia Plath. <laughs> Sylvia Young. The most depressing that, Saturday yeah, school ever. ever. <laughs> Reciting poetry. Singing the bell job. <laughs> right. But I, um, I went four times to Saturday school at Sylvia Young's. Was it the, horrible? It was great. Oh, you the liked fourth it. time, the was singing teacher. I was, it wasn't the proper school, so it was just the sat, like so a Saturday thing. Lot wasn't there, no, 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 she went to the main school. She thing. was Italia Conti, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Oh. I had come, Winehouse got kicked out of Sylvia Young, didn't she? Mm. But I, um, I was... Is that why you wanted to go to Sylvia No, Young? no, no. I just wanted to go only. because I wanted to do musical theatre. But the singing teacher took interest in my voice and he asked me to start coming to his studio. Oh. And I started to go to his studio instead of the Saturday school and record covers. And so people were hearing this voice and thinking, we can do something with this, immediately. But before I met Sam and Jack, yeah. I know of him. Your managers. I had seven, I'd had seven managers. <laughs> I'd recorded one album when I was 15. Oh, wow. Um, was trying to get out of a record deal that my mum signed. I didn't even <gasps> sign it. Uh-oh. And um, was already, yeah. So by the time I met Sam and Jack, I'd felt like I'd been working for, I had been <laughs> working for years. And I felt... Like, it wasn't for me. What doing what pop you music? But that's just before mental. I, just before I met them, I was I remember I was nine, eighteen, nineteen, just moved to London, and I was like, do you know what? I don't want this life. I was like, I'm going to travel. I was like, I'll get. I said I give it one more year of trying, and trying to write music that that fits. Um, but if it doesn't work out, I'm just going to try and be young and just travel. Wow, I didn't it, know that. And then it happened, yeah. And latch. Lay me down first. Lay me down. Yeah. First day I met Jimmy, we wrote Lay Me Down. Oh, wow. And then they, Sam and Jack met me and said, would you be up for writing with Disclosure? So Jimmy is Jimmy Napes, who is an amazing songwriter who yeah. wrote most of your stuff with. Yeah. And they, um, Sam and Jack, your managers, also managed Jimmy. And they yeah. were managing Jimmy at the time, were yes. they? Yes, yeah. And, so, and Disclosure. And Disclosure. And so they heard Lay Me Down and they were like, we're, we're, we're having a piece of the, this... Yeah, they were just like you, they played it to the boys, and then we, and then I met Disclosure, and the same day I met them, we wrote Latch. It's like a weird domino effect. That mm -hmm, first two mm -hmm. years was just like, it just 
all yeah, happened yeah. so quick. But yeah, so thankful it did. Wow. Have you written a lot with Jimmy this time? Yeah, yeah, he's got. You and he away. produces the record. You went away from each other for a little bit and tried to kind there of do your own thing. There was a two-month period where I had to walk away. Yeah. And discover what I wanted to say as an artist. You know, yeah. I love Jimmy. He's amazing, but it's my album, so I have to. Yeah. I have to figure out what I've got to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Um, also, me and Jimmy were writing the same song again and again because we listened to In the Lonely Hour too many times. Yeah, and then you're probably trying to second guess, you're trying to make a, a Stay With Me round two mm. accident. Not because you necessarily want it, I can presume, but you kind no. of go, well, yeah. that worked it's and people safe. like it. And but then our distance, after that two and three, we came back and me and him went to, to Ireland together. Yeah, yeah. And we were just writing, we wrote Midnight Train and Pray. You had and this, I remember because um, Jimmy's insane. wife was over here and you were having this kind of slightly romantic getaway yeah. in Ireland. You were drinking loads of whiskey. Yeah, Guinness. Guinness. It was what, beautiful. What and we, we, just, we just got to reconnect with each other and be in, it was so important to just be in the middle of nowhere and we had no phone signal. We just had to sit and chat and it was just amazing. He's, he's such a vital part of what I do. Mm. He really is. Do you want children? You do? Massively. Yeah, it's like my life plan and I'll do it with or without a man. Would you do adoption or would you do...? I don't know. I think I might do both. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know yet. When I, when I was in, went to Iraq, to the camps, that made me want to adopt. Yeah. Yeah, just because there's so many kids out there that just don't have families at home. Who got you involved with? Was it Warchild? Warchild, yeah. It was amazing. Amazing. Are you going to do more work with them? Yeah. 100% incredible. But yeah, I want kids so bad. I just feel like it's nature's way of reminding you that it's not about you. It's <laughs> certainly it a way you, of reminding you. It makes you like not selfish. Yeah. But I've never had a kid you two have, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. thing I ever did in my life. Yeah. Oh. Without doubt. It's, yeah. I mean, it's been wild this year, but it's also pretty amazing. Yeah. That's the um, best thing. But yeah, but also you've got so many stages to go through. I Are you know. excited for when you can just sit and have a glass of wine with her? What, with her? Yeah. You I have a glass of wine that. with her when she's in the bath, <laughs> I'm having wine. Yeah, don't worry, it's already started. But when you can <laughs> sit and talk about life and like... I know, I can't wait for her to start talking, actually. I think that's like... She, yeah, I think she's going to be a great talk. And she's yeah. quite funny. She's quite entertaining. Like yeah. She goes for the laugh, which is quite good fun. Oh, she's going to be wonderful. No, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be a, a mad year. You're not doing festivals? No, which I'm a bit upset about, actually. I wanted to do them. Well, would you do them the year after, maybe? But it depends how long, this, how long it goes on. Right? Well, how long did the last one go? Like two and a half years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, too long or not? Did it feel it too long? It felt too long, but it was longer because of the Bond thing. But it's, I don't know, I don't know. The music has changed so much. I know! Going into it, like, it's crazy how much has changed Streaming. in three years. I know. It's mad, like, and I don't know. It's weird. I was talking to John Mayer the other day. He said something amazing to me. I fancy him so much. He's beautiful. Mm. But he said something amazing to me, which will stay with me forever. He was like, he said, we make red T-shirts. Everyone's making blue T-shirts right now. Don't make bad blue T-shirts. Carry on making good red T-shirts and camp out. And it's so true. That's such a good idea. Isn't yeah, it so true. nice? I think it's so true, because I just think in the climate of music right now, people aren't really listening to singer-songwriters and 
I'm talking about more just like the climate of pop music mm-hmm. when you're performing at award shows and stuff. It's just, yeah. I feel like the odd one out a little bit sometimes. It's this, it, we're, we're both kind of waiting. I mean, I think we, I think we know your album's going to do all right, but it's this, this weird period before the album comes yeah. out where you're just in this like threshold, like it's just slightly yeah. unnerving. Yeah. When really all you want to do is play the gigs. Completely. Once it's out, it'll be beautiful and fine. It's just the hype that... It's, it's a lot, isn't it? It must be hard for you at the moment. It's fine. It's fine. You're dealing with it really well. I feel really, I feel really you f- chilled. You seem really relaxed. I think it's the non-drinking that helps. Really? Yeah. But you, you're not a massive drinker. No, but I think before, when something good would happen, I'd go out and celebrate, and then it just made everything more like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Mm. Whereas now, I just go to a hotel room and chill and kind of wind down, and mm. I don't know. I'm still watching Bake Off at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday. Like, dream, man. Whilst promoting a record is great. Right, back to the food. Death row, we haven't asked this one. What's your final meal? Fish and chips. From Large where? fish from and where? chips. From um, a legit, like, really good seaside fish and chip okay, shop. Okay, fine. But fish and chips with a pickled onion, a battered sausage, um, oh, okay. bread and butter. The shop. Bread and butter and a saveloy for the walk. <laughs> so you're not even going starter? No, just, you're like just going the biggest like main three meal. Meat yeah. mains. Basically everything that's in the fish and chip shop. Is that like your, one of your favourite things? Yeah. When one do you have it? And curry sauce. I forgot. When do you have that? Do you have it a lot? No, but it's one of it's those... It's quite a hard you, one to digest. You eat it and then you have Hate to open yourself. your buttons and just like lay yeah. back and roll around. Yeah. It's like Christmas dinner. Do you ever, on Christmas dinners, do you have to excuse yourself and lay on the bed for a minute? No, I lay on the sofa and then I get I rev myself up for the turkey sandwich. Really? That I watch uh, that I'll eat whilst watching TV. Like I, I don't give up. I knock and myself Jews, out. So. I have to go and lay down and I roll around in pain <laughs> like a buffalo and then come back down and do it again. Who's cooking uh, Christmas? We change, know. we alternate between mum and dad. So last year was dad's Christmas, which was great. And will your mum go? And we see mum boxing day. Oh, okay. So we just change it. So we have mum Christmas this year, which is great. And she's great. Be better food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you cook anything? Um, no, no. Mum loves doing it. Um, but I think I might. We might do something for Boxing Day at my house with my dad and his family and stuff, That's which would nice. be nice. Um, right. Okay. Last question. As this is called table manners, what table manners do you require or what what really pisses you off at the dinner table when people are doing certain things? Do you know what? My mum was huge on table manners. Really? Huge. Yeah. It, it was her, her big, like, big thing as kids. She... Like, what would she make you do? Because my mum used to she always say... She hated it when you'd eat and then hold your yes. cutlery up like yeah. that when you're talking. Mm. So you'd have to put your cutlery you put down. Put your cutlery down when you're, eat, when you're eating. Um, I hate when people rush and just have their head in it. Mm, that's me. Um, other than that, nothing. nothing. I just, I, for me, it's a, sitting around a table eating dinner is about taking your time, conversation, sharing food, I think. I don't. Me too. I, have but a real I share thing too much. I take all the food before everybody yeah, can share same. it. That's the problem. I, I'm like People known don't like for my team in the restaurants. I'm always like, start us to share whenever we go anywhere because. Me too. I don't see the point of being in an amazing restaurant and us all not, not experiencing everything. the same thing. Together. Agreed. Agreed. The only thing is, if you share with Jessie, she's eating it. I don't understand why people 
in curry places get their own mane. Oh, I'm weird. like, fuck you. Weird. Me too, I get aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for being on this. Such a it's so nice. Oh, it's just nice to see it's you, so, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. No, I'm really, really happy we got to chat. Me too. And um, thank you so much for being on Table Manners. Thank you for having me. Thank you for cooking. Pleasure, darling. Thank mm. you. We'll do Friday night dinner next time. Yes. Yeah, I'll do oh, probably yeah, Friday yeah. That was Second Helpings uh, with Sam Smith. Thank you to Sam for coming on the podcast. I feel like they are due coming back on. I think so. I wonder what they're eating nowadays. Thank you for listening. And during this summer, we will be giving you more of these second helpings of brilliant guests that we've had on Table Manners. Hope you enjoy them. If you fancy chatting about these episodes, these wonderful divine guests, send an email into hello at tablemannerspodcast.com and we'll see you next week. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com